Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Alright, g'day guys. My name's Dylan and this is the Dill and Friends podcast. Today, I have the absolute pleasure in sitting down with the incredible guest, Captain of the Australian netball team, Caitlin Bassett. Caitlin, thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure, Dil. It's great to have you on. Um, obviously, we all know who you are, but I, w- I will give a quick rundown for those people who've been living under a rock for the last 10 years. Um, started your career in the, at the Perth Orioles, uh, moved on to the Sunshine Coast Lightning, and now you're on to the um, GWS Giants with myself, and we're, um, we're now great friends. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's, uh, it's a long way from Perth, but... I think everything happens for a reason, and I'm really stoked to be in Sydney for the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I'm um, loving my time in Sydney as well. If you haven't noticed, on um, Instagram, head to the beach <laughs> most days, and um, really loving it. Now, look, I, I have um, look. I admit, prior to this, doing research, I haven't been a, a massively uh, fan of netball, but I am now. Okay, good. Um, there is a funny thing though. Looking at these teams, Super Netball in particular, they have the weirdest names. Really? Ever. One, do you even know what a Perth? Oriole is. Okay, so <laughs> back in the league called Commonwealth Bank Trophy, all the teams were named after birds. Okay. So there was the Ravens, there was Thunderbirds, which I don't think they're a bird, but anyway, yeah. there was the Phoenix, Kestrels, and Perth were the Orioles. Um, but yeah, not many people knew, and I remember when I first started playing, a girl came up to me and said, I love Oreos, and I was like, yeah, me too. And <laughs> she really meant Orioles, but that's cool. Whatever. I do love Oreos. Um then you've moved on to Sunshine Coast, which is a beautiful mm. spot in um, God's country. But the Sunshine, Sunshine Coast Lightning, it's a bit of a contradiction, I feel. Like, it's is it sunshine, is it sunny, or is it stormy? Well, if you've been up to the coast much, there's two parts to this. Um, it's it's bloody humid. And yeah. so in the morning it's warm, and then at in every afternoon there's basically a thunderstorm that happens every afternoon. And I reckon while I lived on the coast, I saw some of the most amazing lightning shows ever because there's a thunderstorm every arvo okay. most days. Um, and second part to that is uh, we were actually our brother or our brothers were the Melbourne Storm. So I think like storm and lightning yes. like kind of went along like that. All right, you've mm. uh, that didn't go as <laughs> planned in my head. I felt like that was. Quite a good joke Sorry. by me, but I've just Sorry. been totally showed up. No, I appreciate it. More, um, more investigating. Yeah, so. yeah, okay, definitely. <laughs> I was getting a bit comfortable. Thought, thought I'd made it. Um, and look, I do apologise. Um, the tight bunch down here, the GWS yeah. Netball Girls, and I have caused a bit of a riff yeah, amongst I've... some teammates. Uh, Jamie Lee Price, Joe Harton, a um, couple of my huge fans, and mm-hmm. as I am of theirs, uh, they they were promised a, a shot on the on the show, and that I was very looking forward to, but. Look, girls, when, when the captain of the Australian team comes knocking, you've got to drop what you're doing. Um, I, I have got the sea bass on the show today. Mm. Girls, you'll still get a go, but they weren't too happy with yourself for jumping no. on first. Well, I didn't realise um, the big name you'd created for yourself down here. Oh, I hadn't heard no. of it. No, and oh, so okay. I kind you of don't just... Watch I dropped it casually. Yeah, okay. I was just like, oh, so I'm going... Like, one of the Giants boys has asked me to be on his podcast. Like, um, 
Dylan, I think his name was. And they were like, oh, my God, shut up. And then they got really jealous. And now I've ruffled feathers and I didn't even realise. So I'm go- I think I'm going to have to buy coffees to suck up to them for, for a little while. But I'm just honoured that you picked me over them, basically. That means you think I'm better than them. Um, from the start, right? Well, let's just get to know you a bit, a bit better first. I think it's, it's important. Um, getting to know you. So, look. We know um, from Instagram mm. you're, you're an absolutely huge animal fan, and I love animals as well. But I think you've actually taken the you've taken the plug on this one. You've got a Burmese mountain dog mm-hmm. named Chino. Chino, um, a couple rabbits. Yep. And a cat. Yep. Is that it? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Well, today I've got two more dogs at my house because I'm doing some pet sitting. So, yeah. I wow. um, For me, I, I love animals. I grew up with them in my um, home in Perth. I've pretty much owned every animal under the sun. Chickens, yeah. horses, cats, dogs, rabbits, my skinny pigs. Um, so, nice. yeah, when I moved down here, I couldn't have rabbits when I was up on the Sunshine Coast because they're illegal in Queensland. Really? Yeah, you have to get a magician's licence. And I legitimately <laughs> looked into it. Uh, but That was actually some research <laughs> I did back up so yeah. You covered that yeah, one. Yeah, so you have to be a magician, and I couldn't pull that one off, unfortunately. Um, it's a $45,000 fine if you get caught with rabbits. <laughs> Can I say, like, what is a magician's license? Like, oh, this isn't even planned, but like, I think it's my. I thought like, that was a, a joke, with and now I've actually genuinely. It's kind just... of like a work with children's Shrek. I think you need, like, something to say, like, I am not an official magician, but, like, in Queensland, you need one to prove that it's okay that oh, you have I, a rabbit. I genuinely did not know yeah. that was such a thing. Because um, yeah. I considered not moving to the coast purely because I couldn't take my rabbits with oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it true that when you head back to Perth for games, you actually visit your rabbits that were once there that you were not allowed to take with you? Yes. Yeah, so because you couldn't get the magician's license? Yes. Yeah, so um, my two rabbits, <laughs> Lemon Curd and Cupcake, I name all my animals after my favourite foods, yep. all my favourite things. So, Still yep. um, and friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be <laughs> the, the rabbit. Still and friends. I haven't really named them yet. Um, yeah, so I gave them to this lovely family who I met through netball, and uh, I get to visit them when I go home, which is really cool. Oh, that's beautiful. Shout out mm. to uh, Cupcake and Lemon Curd. Lemon Curd. Yeah. Um, obviously, great rabbits, and uh, I hope they're well. <laughs> um, word on the street is you, you're a massive coffee addict. Yes. Uh, frequenting all of Sydney's hotspots. Um, because you just cannot function in the morning without one. No. So Chino is named Puppy Chino, Doggy Chino now. Makes um, sense. And, yeah, for me, when I was young, I started playing netball when I was quite young. I couldn't afford to go shopping on away trips like a lot of the older girls did. And so I would just go find good coffee and good cupcakes and yep. things like that, like food that I could afford. So, yeah, coffee now is a bit of a habit. And like you know, on game day, you need a fair bit of coffee to yep. get you going, a bit of caffeine. So I, lo- I only drink the good stuff. I refuse What's to have instant coffee. Well, What's your order? As, oh, I'm a flat white girl. Flat white. Um, if I'm doing takeaway or a cappuccino, if I'm sitting in. Yep. But when it's hot, a nice latte. And you go to in Sydney for all our Sydney fans? We've got heaps of them. Um, I, I obviously hit up a few coffee spots around here. Pablo's. Just on the way to training. Yeah, I like Pablo's. Pablo's. I like the Abattoir Blues. Yep. Um, yeah, Conservatorium's all yep. pretty good. That's Tick good. my boxes. Give them, all, give them all a go. That's mm, good. I like that. Free Spread coffee the for life now. Spread the, yeah, we should definitely. <laughs> we'll be looking at getting them up for a yeah, sponsorship right. soon. Um, this is my favourite one. I think this is fact. Is it true that when you were in grade six, mm-hmm. you were 183 centimetres? Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I was about six foot tall when I was in year six. So is that taller than you now? Dead set. I was about to say, <laughs> how many bloody wheat bix were you eating? Because I'm 179 centimetres right now. You would have dead set giving me wedgies and stole me lunch money every day. Yeah, uh, I'm not a very aggressive person. I wouldn't have done that. But you've got the type of haircut of a kid that was bullied in school. So it doesn't surprise me that you did get wedgies. <laughs> 
I'm not. I was, um, I was taller than all the boys and all the girls in my school. Um, I kicked butt in athletics when I was young. Not so athletic these days, but, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, I was tall. So when with the, like, back then, obviously being tall um, gives, like, such an opportunity for sport. Mm. What was it netball chose? Was there any other sports that you could have avenues that you were going to go down? Uh, so I started horse riding. That's um, my parents had some property and I did that for a long time. Yeah. And then my sister started playing netball at school and um, that's just how it started from yeah. then. I kind of wish that I started playing basketball first because I would have loved to have played in the States. But uh, no, nah, I'm pretty lucky. Like I found netball and for me it was always just a social thing. Like yeah. I liked hanging out with other people and you know what it's like in a team environment. You know, sometimes you don't feel like training or you might be tired but you rock up and all your mates are there and it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what about back then, like obviously the, the rise of AFLW and we're mm. all loving how, how quick that's growing. Um, do you reckon if that was as big as it is now in your day you would have given it a crack? Nah. Not uh, well, for you? I'm not good at running if you watch me play yeah. football. That's not my strength. <laughs> and I was watching the girls play on the weekend uh, against Carlton and they just hit each other and I don't like that. I the, play goal shooting for a reason. We're nails. called the princesses. So, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. I, if someone hits me, I like to get a contact penalty and they can stand out of play next to me yeah. for a while. Yeah, no, mm. you're right there. They, they are the... I've watched a few games now, obviously, mm. being up here and we've got our own team and I've just been so impressed this year. One, at the skill level, but two, just how much they crack in. It's mm. really impressive. So, um, no, all for the AFLW and... I'm disappointed that you wouldn't get into the crack. I reckon you could have been a good oh, uh, rock. full forward. Full full forward, forward, I was yeah, thinking. Power forward, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Nick Rewalt sort of uh, <laughs> type there without the engine. Um, again, <laughs> last but not least, is it true your first job was an animal entertainer? Yeah, so I used to, uh, a friend of ours had an animal farm on wheels and so in year six or year seven I went around with him for a day and did three kids parties. However, it, it kind of ended in disaster because, well, it's the reason why I found out I like rabbits, so it was good. Um, when you give a kid an animal to hold, you don't give them a duck or a chicken because they squeeze them and love them so much that I saw lots of ducks, unfortunately, no um, way. get tired and go to sleep early. And so if you give Sleepy them a ra- yeah, yeah, so if you give them a rabbit, rabbits actually will scratch you if you squeeze them too hard. And so I was like, oh yeah, cool. But I was oh stepping, I was stepping back to grab, a, pick up a rabbit to give to this little boy. And there were these day old chicks running around, and I stepped on this little day old chick, and like, yeah, I cried, oh. and the little boy cried, oh and that was God. it. And I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do kids shouldn't um, have been things standing like that there. afterwards. I know, right? <laughs> like big feet. What are you gonna do? So yeah, oh, rest in so that peace. was it for me. But yeah, no, it was good fun. Uh, obviously. Wow. That's I'm, why I'm, I love animals I'm so happy. Much. Yeah, no, it explains it. You love them because you just kill them and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no. totally makes sense. Um, <laughs> I want to save all the animals. That's what I want to do. Yeah, okay. From, yeah, mm. from footsteps. Hey, Jay. Yeah, Dylan. Did you hear about that new beer, Noble Boy? To right, I've heard about that new beer, Noble Boy. You're not talking about the one that's born in Fitzroy amongst five mates and they love sharing a bloody good time together? Yeah, that one. Yeah, well, what about it? I like it. And it's good to get a six-pack with your mates if you're over 18 and have one each. Sounds terrific. What I want to know is, where can I get myself some? Your local Dan Murphy's or the Napier Hotel in Fitzroy. Ah, well I tell you what Dylan, I'll be sure to call into both places and uh, tuck into a couple of quiet, nice, cold, noble boys when I get the opportunity. Oh yeah, and Jake? Yeah Dylan? Drink responsibly. Oh, thanks Dad. On to your career. Mm. We spoke earlier, you started your career at 
the Orioles, on a sunshine, um, and now you found your way to, to the Giants. But I want to talk about your Australian caps because this is the one thing that, through my research again and being the netball nuffy that I am, I, I found quite incredible. You've got 90 caps and you've been the captain since 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean, one, to play for Australia? And did you know that you need 10 more tests to be the longest-serving captain? What? Really? Yes. No, I didn't. Thanks for that info. Is that um, true? I'm hoping it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take it to gospel. I'm hoping it is. Uh, I feel like that's not correct. But 10 anyway, more tests as in because you have games in the test, so it might be like... So every game is a test cap. Okay. Yes, yeah, so even if yeah. you hit the court for 20 seconds, it's, it's a cap technically. Okay. That's not correct. Okay. I thought a test was like a certain amount of games. Oh, so no, no, no. No, a test is a game. That's being okay. Being moved on. Um, Might yeah. be more like 20 tests. Okay. No, that's Thanks. Okay. <laughs> uh, playing netball for Australia is awesome. Obviously, when I was playing, it started out as a social thing and I was tall and probably extremely uncoordinated and still am, but I think coaches saw potential in me, so yeah. I got put up into teams with older girls and I learned quite quickly and got fast-tracked through lots of systems. Um, I probably wasn't ready when I played my first test for Australia. There was an injury to uh, a player and I got to go on a tour and got to jump on in the last quarter, which was really cool. I'll touch on Um, that, don't worry. But... I guess for me, just the opportunity that I get to play for Australia is is awesome. Like, obviously, AFL, um, it's only played in Australia really now. And the fact that we get to travel internationally and um, that I get to to do that side of things is awesome. And I think for me as well, playing with the best people in Australia, um, there's such amazing athletes throughout different teams. And I love getting to play, obviously, with my domestic team. I love getting to know the Giants girls. But then it's a complete uh, different kettle of fish when you play with the Diamonds because you get to play against um, and with all the hardest people in the competition. So yeah, I really enjoy that too. And who do you enjoy going up against the most? Silver Ferns or the English girls? Um, I love... I like playing against the Ferns because there's such good history, history against yeah. them and we've had some really tight battles against them in the past. Yeah. Um, traditionally, it's always been Australia and New Zealand in the final and now that England are coming up and um, performing consistently, I think that's really exciting too. Yeah. Having so many of them in our league has just, uh, I guess... Made the league a lot stronger. It has now made the well. league stronger and it's made them as individuals a lot stronger. Yeah. And so they've learnt a lot about high performance and then they've gone back and taken that to their country, which I think is really cool. But then for me, I think playing against countries like Jamaica, Barbados, yeah. Trinidad and Tobago, you know, girls that That's play cool. on a concrete court outside yeah. um, who still work full time, who are mothers, some are grandmothers, yeah. um, yet they have that passion. Goosebumps. Yeah, they yeah, have that passion cool. for netball. Um, they give up their jobs to go away for an international tour and it means so much to them. Yeah. I think that. There's yeah. a lot of respect out there too. That's unbelievable. Um, again, my favourite part about doing this is is doing research. And to be honest, I didn't realise how much of a goat you actually were. <laughs> you famously scored the winning goal against New Zealand in extra time in 2011 in Singapore after coming on the court for Catherine Cox. For all us uh, netball nuffies, uh, she as well is one of Australia's greatest of all time. Can you talk me through this match? I want to I want to know because you hadn't played a game for. A while, so you debuted mm, mm. for Australia. hadn't played a game for a while, and then you had the opportunity to come on at halftime in the final, and you kicked the winner. <laughs> yeah, so I debuted in two thousand and eight because Catherine Cox had an ankle injury, yeah. so. Um, she went out and I got to jump into the team, which was really cool. And then I was 20 at the time. So after that experience, I went back to under 21 levels and did a World Cup with under 21 age group and was kind of in and out of the team from then, but never really, uh, I guess, a a full-time squad team member. 
And so 2011 came along and it was World Cup and I'd booked a holiday in and I got announced in the team, which was a bit random. Like, I was the fourth shooter, I would definitely say. And we went away to Singapore, which was really cool. I had no expectations whatsoever. So when we played against um, some of the lower-ranked countries, I got a good run because it was like, rest the big guns, Caitlin, get out there, you know, go burn some energy type thing. And so I had a really good time. I was rooming with Laura Geitz at the time, who... um, was the former Australian captain before me and when it was the night before the final we were laying in bed just chatting going oh how awesome would it be if we won tomorrow but how cool would it be if we actually got to go on court because we never got to go out on court (laughs) for the big games so we're really just like giggling about that and then yeah during the final we were down uh, a fair bit at half time and the coach turned to me and Geitzy and said both of you get on and we kind of looked that at each other like a we movie. Like, you were like oh wow okay so we just got out there and it was um, you know when people talk about playing in the zone I think that was probably my first experience of like playing in the you zone were on. Yeah. yeah so well I you were had... on you hit I think you scored at 90% and you hit 27 of 30 including the winning Yeah, so I kind of had nothing to lose. Like, I just got out there and did my thing and uh, I had some older girls around me who obviously supported me and I was super nervous, but when I got to sink that winning goal, it was pretty cool. And for me, probably the best thing about it was throughout that tournament, um, Kath Cox had been helping me at training because... I was pretty soft at the time. I didn't have great hands. Yeah, so right. after training, she would line me up against the wall and peg balls at me until I told her, oh, no, I've had enough, yeah. I've had enough. So um, to come on and to win was awesome. But for me, I think the first person that I ran towards and hugged was her because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that without her help. Yeah. And for someone in a competing position, I think that's pretty cool 100%. for an older girl to help you out um, and think about the greater good of the team. She could have sat there and sulked and thought, oh, I, I wanted to be out there on court, but she actually helped me so yeah. we could help win. Do you still have a good relationship? with her now is she like one of your role models in the in the Australian sort of I see her heaps now because yeah. she does commentating and oh, right, she actually yeah. after that year came over and played with me in Perth for the oh, West cool. Coast Fever so we got to play together a little bit more after that and uh, she's obviously retired and doing some pretty cool things outside sport now so it's good yeah. to see that that's awesome um, my favourite part is you then backed it up in 2015 uh, in Australia against New Zealand again in which you shot in this game 48 of 51 um, and you won by three points um do you reckon this was your game where you sort of felt like, yeah, this is me? Like, you sort of coming out game, you thought this is where I can compete with the best? Yeah, I think, so, World Cup in Singapore was my first, and I was definitely like a baby and an unknown, no one knew who I was. Yeah. And then four years later, I think I'd had some really good international experience, I'd had some great experience in the domestic league, and um, at this stage, Laura Geitz was captain, and um, I was an established starting player. And so, um, same thing in the change rooms before we went out to the final, I pulled her aside I said do you remember four years ago and she said yeah let's get out there and do this and I think it was that mentality now we had gone from benchies to now starting players um, and it was just that confidence that we had out there and uh, we absolutely blew them away in the first quarter and then we actually lost the last three quarters so we were chasing our tails after that but uh, it was awesome to do it in front of our home crowd here in Sydney and um, yeah it was it was just nuts like that whole experience of World Cup that's why I'm looking forward to it so much this year is because I know how special it is it's completely different to Commonwealth Games which is all about you know the Australian team as a whole and every different sport World Cup is kind of netball's time to shine yeah 100% and, and no doubt you must have had some, some sore shoulders after that game from carrying the girls <laughs> no. um, single handedly pretty much won that one off your own 
wrist? No, not at all. I think um, <laughs> it's funny when I kind of, my shooting partner back then was a girl called Nat Medhurst who now plays for Collingwood. So her role basically, um, she would move and take defenders off me to yes. leave me free. So, so she was a decoy. She, she was a decoy was runner. Decoy oh, I know all, all about the decoy running. Yeah. It's, it's my role in most, so most games. So I'm like... Yeah, I'm really lucky. Like I said, I don't move a lot. And I actually get yelled at when I move around too much because it's not my role in the team. How far would you run in a game, just out of curiosity? I do a fair bit because, like, I'll go out and back, out and back, and I'll I'll be constantly moving. But a short, Yeah, but, like, I can only go to the first third, so 10 metres Oh, yeah, because you've got the zone. Yeah. Whereas you can run the whole field, yeah, but you don't. Yeah, I, I just run around and just, like, decoy run pretty much the whole know, game. and I don't know if this is an insult or not, but you remind me of the... Um, Frodo. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to oh, okay, say, sorry. who's the Frio player, the really annoying little one? Oh, Hayden Valentine. Valentine. You remind me of Hayden Valentine. Is that, is that, your, um, is that your job on the field? Do you just no, annoy yeah, the crap no, out of players? Genuinely, that is 100% my role. Is that what you yeah, do? Just niggle yeah. and annoy them? Okay, yeah, fair enough. And me. then just, like, and grab a ball and sneak it in and, like... Oh, I don't really get the ball a lot. It's more just, like, annoy and run around, decoy. <laughs> Run. Annoyed, yeah. So that's pretty much me. Um, <laughs> Not for it. No, oh, a bit of that. Um, sorry, you rattled me there. Back to Super Netball, mm. which is huge for us. Uh, after winning the championship with the um, Sunshine, Sunshine Coast, yep. yeah, and that was actually against the Giants. Yeah. You then decided to move to the Giants. Yes. What was your deciding factor? Was it A, mm. cash? Multiple choice. Oof. Two. Heaps of cash. A and then two. It's A and B. <laughs> was it three? <laughs> pa- uh, getting the opportunity to drive past your, your historic photo that's at Sydney Olympic Park Ooh. every day and seeing that. For all those who, who don't know, Sydney Olympic Park here is where they won the uh, netball championship in 2015. So that's that photo out the front. We get to see it every day. Mm. Yeah, why aren't you on a billboard? That's um, getting there. Your guess is better than okay, mine. Right. Yeah, I've absolutely no idea. I didn't realise it was there. I think it's pretty cool to drive past every day and wave to myself and remember, um, you know, four years ago what we did here. Uh, for me, so originally when I left Perth, so I played my entire career for the West Coast Fever, twelve years. Yep. We only made finals once in that twelve year, and so I was getting to the stage where I was like, "Is it me?" Uh, how much longer do I want to keep playing netball for? I kind of, I'd tick the box in terms of winning Com Games gold medal and World Cup gold medals, yep. but I hadn't won that domestic um, championship. So I moved to the Sunshine Coast and we won it in the first year, which was amazing. Yep. And then we backed it up and won it in the second year. And I was like, sweet, this is like super cool. Now I've kind of ticked that box as well, but I kind of had to start thinking about, well, what's life after netball going to be for me? Yeah. And I think Sunshine Coast is an amazing place to retire and start a family yeah. and have kids and things like that, but that's definitely not at my stage of life at the moment. Yeah. So I obviously saw what Giants were doing down here and um, the partnership they had with the AFL club. And uh, I think I just saw a lot of opportunity to grow myself outside of netball yeah and so i know julie i've known her for a very long time and i've played with kim green at diamonds level before so i had a chat to them and everything was ticking the boxes for me i think it's about stepping out of my comfort zone once again and really pushing myself and challenging myself uh i guess not just on the netball court but off it yeah for sure and and 
that's awesome. But we did speak earlier, you were saying as well, that you were looking to get in some broadcasting sort of stuff. Is yep. that the goal that you're looking to get into this year? Is yeah. it like netball? Is it just sport in general? Um, so I'm doing a double degree broadcast and journalism um, through university in Perth and I'm finishing up at the moment. And so for me, I had the opportunity to come down here to Sydney to do lots of media throughout the year, but it never worked out. So I've, uh, yeah, obviously to come down and to do a bit more um, stuff in TV because I had a radio show on the coast, which was heaps of fun. And oh, I love awesome. doing that. Yeah. But I think to dabble a little bit more in TV and podcasts, podcasts and things like yes. that, I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, Will but, you get me on your podcast? Oh, look, you're going to have to pay me. And why not talk to that caliber? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to have to talk about your hair first. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I think, yeah, just that opportunity. And there's so much happening down here in Sydney. I think being Australian captain, really getting um, netball on the forefront. Um, yeah. I get a little bit annoyed. I was flicking through the paper today and there was, like, nothing to be seen in terms of women's sports. So I really – I think it's a good challenge for me is uh, to come down here and really try and raise the profile of netball. Yeah. rattle some Obviously, cages. by doing awesome podcasts yes. by this, like, yes. everyone's going to hear it and be like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, Let's Dylan likes netball, we like netball too. I love my netball. That's mm. great. Hey, Jake. Yeah, Dylan, what's up, man? Do you like the sunshine? Yeah, man. How cool is the bloody sunshine and going to the beach? Yeah, it's great. But you know what isn't great? Oh, what is it now, Dylan? Sun-damaged eyes. Ah, shit, you're right. That's terrible. But how can we fix it and look cool at the same time? Rick's eyewear. Rick's? What the Rick's is that? Yeah, it's my favourite pair of sunnies. And they're polarised, so they're good for your eyes too. Many Hollywood celebrities have been seen wearing them, including Emily Ratatowski, Chris Hemsworth, Jessica Alba, and Odell Beckham. Wow, that's off the Rexa scale. Will I look as sexy as them wearing them? Probably not. Oh, shit. Where can I get a pair at least? Rick's eyewear on Instagram is your best bet. They have an online store which is super cool and easy to use. That's Rick's eyewear on Instagram. Head to their Instagram and you'll find the link there. Wow, that sounds pretty bloody awesome. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> what? Want to treat myself to some of those noble boys? <laughs> oh yeah, how'd you go? Delicious. Oh, I told you. In saying that as well, like you've been a, a massive advocate lately uh, of the equal pay of. Sports. So mm. you're looking at, we spoke about um, AFLWs coming in now. Obviously, netball's gone professional. Um, the cricket as well. What's your sort of views on that? I think women's sport should just start to be being referred to as sport. Yep. Um, I'm hoping that's going to happen in the future. For me, when I first started playing netball, my first contract when I was 16 was 150 bucks, and I was confused because wow. I was like, do I pay you that money or do you... like?" I was like, what, how does it work? Yeah. yeah. And so netball has come a long way in yep. that time. Now, um, you know, the uh, base salary for a netballer is 30 grand, and so that's happened over the last 15 years that I've been playing. So I'm excited to see, you know, what the next 10, 15 years has in store, but I think yep. every sport needs to start somewhere. And, um, you know, for all the other women's codes coming on board, they can't just expect for everything to happen, happen all at once. At once. Yeah. It does take time. And a lot of it um, also should be based around how often you train and yeah. that professionalism. Um, well, there, I, is it, there has been actually a good case study that we have looked at. Uh, my editor-in-chief and I, we, again, do our research. But uh, the cricket that has gone professional mm-hmm. this year, they since going professional and going full-time, they've averaged... X times more runs, X times more catches, and 
all of the above. So it does show that it does work. Mm. Once something does become professional, they get the full time to do it. The money's involved. The results will come. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to. We're going to see um, the skill level continue to soar through AFLW, but you've got to give them more hours on the training track. And to do that, you have to pay them to do that. Yeah. Um, I started playing for the love of the sport, and it's why I still play. But you can't just um, live off the love of sport sometimes. Yeah. And for me, I think playing for Australia is a different kettle of fish. I think sometimes um, there needs to be that love of the sport to do that. We yeah. do a lot of travel and we um, don't make huge amounts of money, but I don't think you really should to represent your, your country. country yeah. um, and that's why I think sometimes in men's sport they get paid ridiculous amounts of money and I think, oh, um, how can we better like distribute that or can we be putting that money in better things purely just because I think there should still be that love of the sport. I'd hate for players to be coming through going, I want to be an AFL player because I don't want to have to work yeah. or because I want the money. It should basically, it should be, you know, because I love the sport. Startup. I think my favourite part about thinking about sport in general, especially women's sport, that I think people have to have a better understanding about is if I think when I'm a father and I want my daughter to have mm. the same opportunities, earn the same amount of money, have the same... Uh, opportunity to go on TV and build their network. I think that that's the best part that people have to look at. Mm. It's not at what's happening now, it's at what's, what's going to be. Yeah. Um, and I think we've been really lucky in netball and that's why we've progressed is that there's been uh, companies and sponsors that have had that point of view. They've yeah. got young daughters who have started playing netball yeah. and that's why they've gotten interested. They're like, well, wait a minute, why can't these girls play full time? We're going to invest in that and we're, we're going to help it grow. And, and that's really awesome and I'm sure it's going to start happening across the other codes as well. No, that's great. Um, see you, Bass. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been incredible. Um, had a massive insight into your career. Um, best of luck with all your future endeavours. Um, you're a gun netballer, dog lover, going to be a superstar broadcaster and one of Australia's all-time goats. Thank you again for coming on the show and um, hope you enjoyed yourself. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries. And guys, always remember to be yourself because everyone else is taken. Yeah, it was.